All right, all right. Let's get going on this Monday morning. I am excited. I'm excited to be offering a little bit of greatness on this Monday morning. Um, we just had a great weekend um, with our election. And um, I just feel that there's a shift in the atmosphere that things are going to be turning around. And there's going to be some great opportunities available to people that seek and search after those opportunities. But my name is Felicia Atlas, and I am here to offer greatness unlike any other, unlike anything that's ever been displayed or delivered before. Um, and I say that humbly, I have a great task at hand to cause people to understand their potential and not just what everybody is saying on social media and all of these gimmicks and, um, you know, tricks to try to get people lured in. Um, I am a person that has always believed in fulfilling your potential to the most um, and to the best of your ability and to um, your greatest capability. And so I am here to deliver those results through the power, the glory, and the revelation and the wisdom in the word of God. So it's not me, it's not by power, it's nor by might, but it's by the spirit of God. So um, the name of this podcast is Dimension of Greatness. Um, I'm still debating on the name, um, trying to get comfortable with, um, even though that there will be a lot of heavy and weighty things that will be delivered, I don't want the name to distract people because not everyone understands that there are dimensions in God. There are these innumerable places and channels and opportunities that you can access through the anointing and through the grace and power of God that will cause you to flourish, that will cause you to gain insight into the things of God and the perfect will that he has for your life. So that's what I mean by dimension of greatness. Um, and I will teach a little bit more throughout the podcast um, about what a dimension actually is, what the meaning of, of greatness really is, and what it means for you. And so there's so much that I'm going to share. This is the place that you want to be on a Monday to get your week started, to get your month going, to declare certain powers in the name of Jesus over your life that will be effectual working powers in the name of Jesus to cause greatness to begin to manifest. What is greatness? It is so many things. Um, it means lots of different things. Uh, I did a little bit of study on it and I've been studying it for quite some time, but just to give a little feedback it to, to, in the old Testament, it's something a little bit different than it is in the new Testament. In the old Testament, um, people refer to greatness as something that only belonged to God. That, um, that was, they, they admonished him for his great power, his great love, his great provision, uh, the way that he looked after them in battle. Um, the way that he was strong and mighty and, uh, you know, cut down their enemies before them. And in the New Testament, God is telling us greater works shall we do because he's gone unto the father. So now God places the responsibility on us in the earth realm to pull on that virtue, to pull on that grace, to pull on that glory and to manifest it in the earth realm for such a time as this. So I'm going to be showing ways to do that. I'm going to be delivering um, 
fulfillment formulas, if you will, that will cause you to absolutely flourish in your gifting and calling. Everyone has some something different. Everyone has a certain attribute that only they have. Everyone has a personality that no one else has. That is the reason that God gave us different skill sets, different desires, different attitudes as we approach things and different strengths and different weaknesses so that his name can continuously and eternally be glorified in the things that we use those gifts, callings, and talents for. So I'm going to be talking on that every single Monday for 30 minutes until the Lord tells me otherwise. I'm going to try to post them early in the morning, six o'clock, so that you can come and listen and get your juices flowing so we can do greater works in the name of Jesus. Now, a little bit about myself. Who is this lady talking? My name is Felicia Atlas. I am a mother. I am a business owner and I am a servant of the most high God. Um, I am very fascinated and uh, humbled by the certain qualities and skill sets that the Lord has given me. I am all about business, establishing businesses, CEO this, Inc. that, LLC this, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. And that's been me since I was in my early 20s and I'm not um, too much older than that now, but since a very young age, I've always been into business. My original um, pursuit in life was to be a doctor and I did pursue that and um, God led me in a different direction and, and this is the direction that he's been leading me in is to help others establish kingdom business, kingdom mindsets as it pertains to business, being a kingdom administrator, helping gifts to be administrated throughout the kingdom, throughout the body of Christ, throughout the world. Um, in the body, outside of the body, in secular realms, that the glory of the Lord would shine forth as the noonday. So that's my calling. I've tried to run from it for years, but you know, it's not a good idea to run from God. So this is what I'm doing. This is what it's all about. And um, I have a lot of greatness to offer because like I said, I've been toiling in the word uh, day and night to try to get as much revelation together as possible. But we're only going to have 30 minutes each Monday, but that is enough to carry you through the week. So let's just get into it. So I asked the Lord, how do you want me to start this? By the way, this is podcast number one, numero uno. We're just now beginning. So you guys get used to hearing me. I'm going to get to know you all as well, because we're going to have lots of interactive um, opportunities. And that's the good thing about listening to this particular podcast. It's extremely interactive. It's extremely engaging. I might say, okay, so you want to start a business, email me right now and I'm going to send X, Y, Z. And we're not just talk here. Uh, the word of God says that, uh, the, the, the word of God is in power. It's not just in word, but also in power. So you're not just listening to hear me speak. You're listening so that we can engage the greatness of God and cause it to manifest in your life. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now I asked the Lord, how did you want me to start this off? How did you want me to do it? And so I've been studying when it comes to greatness, there are many different facets and avenues and He's shown me so many revelations and revealed himself in so many powerful ways. But um, the way that I thought he was going to lead me, that is not the way he decided to take me. He told me to start with vision. He told me to start with vision. He said, because 
You cannot successfully execute anything in your life, even making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich without a vision. And he also told me that the understanding in the body of Christ of vision has been, hasn't been thoroughly understood. It hasn't been thoroughly uh, communicated. And so um, he wants people to grasp the understanding of vision. You always hear people say, write the vision and make it plain. We've said that so much in the body of Christ until, um, you know, it's just like drinking a glass of water, but then no one has any power. No one has any manifestation of their vision. People are writing stuff down until they turn blue in the face and nothing's coming to pass. Um, so there are greater glories than just using the word vision and writing it down. There are powers and principles behind writing. There are powers and principles behind declaring. There are powers and principles behind seeing. There are powers and principles behind your desires and wanting to fulfill something in your life that, you know, knowing if it's you, knowing if it's God wanting you to do it, knowing it's, is it just me that I want to, you know, um, become a pilot or start an airline, or if it's me that wants to start this church or go, you know, overseas and do missions. So first understanding what God has for you, because it is indeed for you. And then understanding, um, and, and making sure that you have the encounters from God to convict you to pursue that that uh, pursue the works necessary to fulfill that particular vision. Visions are just like um, structures. There has to be a purpose for that structure. You don't just build a house and say, "I don't know why I'm building this house, but I'm going to build it." You're building the house to to live there. You're building the house or to sell it, or you're building the house to lease it, or you're, there's a purpose behind everything that's built. So God, what he does in his infinite mind and in his loving and kindness and, and tender mercies, he says, I have a vision for this purpose, uh, for this person. Before I, before you were born, I, I formed you and I knew you in the womb and I declared you a this, I declared you a that. He had a understanding of where he wanted your life to go. So many times in life we get distracted and we get off that path, but I'm here today to offer the revelation, the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge to bring you back into the dimension. And that's another thing that we're going to have to discuss what the dimension actually is, because everyone has a dimension for their life. The reason that you're not seeing the greatness of who you are, of who you were created to be is because you're not operating within the dimension God has for your life. People always talk about, I hear preachers say it all the time, and God is taking you to another dimension and the dimension, dimension. And that word has become so absolutely vain um, that no one has really taken the time out to say, what is a dimension and have the scriptures to back it up? Well, your girl has the scriptures to back it up. Um, God has shown me exactly what the dimension is and what it is, is it is your identity, your calling, your purpose, your mandate that is absolutely irrefutable. No one can argue it. You can't argue it. The devil can't argue it. It is your 
livelihood in the kingdom of God. And so what happens is we get away from that or we deter uh, or go in a different direction and we have all these distractions, relationships, children, work, employment, businesses, sicknesses, illnesses, just attack upon attack and distraction upon distraction. And what happens is it's like when the cycle of a, uh, the wheel of a bicycle is turning and someone, you know, you fall off your bike because something gets inside the wheel, you fall off your bike. And so that's what happens. We fall off the bike when that wheel is turning. When that wheel stops turning, you're in for uh, a monumental disappointment or some type of destruction. But like I said, the destruction is just a part of chastisement. The Lord will not allow you to be overtaken by a fault, but he will in fact restore you. He will bring you back into the place of your dimension and he will give you what I'm discussing right now, the vision. And then you have to write it and make it plain. Now, I wanna talk about the writing it and making it plain. God revealed to me that the writing it is not for people to run, to fulfill it to fulfill the vision. It's not write the vision, make it plain and people will run and they'll, they'll run and they'll help you. It's so that people run away. It's not so people run to you. It's that people will run away. Because like I just stated, if you're not in the dimension, you're gonna be pulled away by divers lust and temptations and iniquity and the, and the lust of the flesh and the lust of the, the, the eyes and the pride of life. So the vision causes everyone that's not ordained to be a part of the success that God is trying to deliver to you to be removed to be removed from your life so that the distractions are no longer there. But there's a purpose to every vision. There's a principle to every vision. There's a power for every vision. And we're going to be discussing for the next couple of weeks up and through the new year, the purpose of a vision, the principle of a vision, the power of a vision. And believe me, you want to hear this. You don't want to miss this. Uh, because like I said, greatness is directly related to an exodus. The first time that the word greatness was mentioned was in the book of Exodus. So Moses had the greatest revelation, in my opinion, of uh, greatness because he was seeing so many miracles and he was seeing the rod of God and the hand of God and the deliverance of God and greatness is directly connected. It cannot be separated from deliverance. You cannot separate deliverance from greatness. When God saves your soul and delivers you, it is for a, the, the usage in the kingdom to become great. Greater works than these shall ye do because I go unto the Father. In other words, because I died, I'm releasing an anointing for you to do greater works than what I've shown you, for you to multiply what I've shown you, for you to calculate what it is that you want to do in life, fulfill that vision, fulfill that dream, and be greater than what I've done here in these three years, because you're going to have a longer time span than that to do it. So God is using time. He's using opportunity. He's using space. He's using personality and he gathers all these things and he builds what he, what I like to call a dimension for your life. It's called something else in the Bible, but we're not going to discuss that right now. We're going to re release that revelation at another time. Right now, we're going to get back into vision. So there's a purpose, a principle and power for your vision. Um, the first meaning of vision that I wanted to talk about in the Hebrew means to gaze at consistently um, or it can mean seer to see in the spirit 
As we all know in the Old Testament, there were prophets and there were seers and a prophet can operate in the office of a seer. And we hardly see that anymore. Nobody talks about being a seer anymore. And no one talks about, um, you know, the glory and the anointing that comes with that and that the actual anointing of a seer, the reason that he walked so closely, and I'm speaking of Nathan, so closely to David in the Old Testament is because the seer can see into the kingdom. They can see the needs of the people. And so through visions and through a prophetic unction. And so uh, even as Jesus is king, he does still use and cause people to operate in the office of a seer. But that is another realm of opportunity that um, so many of us overlook, but not anymore. We're going to, we're going to look into that. We're going to dive into that. And we're going to cause all, you know, the visions of the Lord to be made manifest your vision and particularly for your life, because it says in the book of Genesis chapter 12, that I will make you a great nation and you shall be a blessing and, and bless people. So in order to become a blessing, in order to take on the full mantle and put on the full mantle of your calling and election prophetically, you have to first be blessed. You have to understand the vision, establish the vision, establish the principles. Then you get the power, then you release it. And like I said, and that's when the people run away and you can receive everything that's for you when you remove the things that are not. So there's a lot that goes into this, but we're going to get into it a little bit at a time. Um, to gaze at, seer, it also means approval. It also means agreement. It also means to dream. It also means to contemplate with pleasure. So you have to have a vision that you're contemplating with pleasure, just like the first time the word vision is mentioned is in the book of Genesis chapter 15, when the Bible says that the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. He's not even Abraham at this point. He's still Abram. He's not Abraham. He's not the father of many nations. But the first time the word vision is used in the word of God in the English language, and that's another thing I'm going to break down when it's first really mentioned. But right now in the English language, we're going to stick to Gen uh, Genesis chapter 15. Uh, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Now, how can the word of the Lord come in a vision? That means he was seeing it. But the Bible wants some people. He was seeing the word of God in a vision because he was taken away in a spirit realm. And I don't want to get too deep into that, but I want you to remember that the word came to him in a vision. The word came in a vision because the word of God is the will of God for your life. But people always think the vision is what you want to fulfill. I got a vision for my business. I have a vision for my ministry. But the first vision that you have to have is the word. So, God told me to start with the vision, tell the people about, about the vision, tell the people the importance of the vision so that we can get them to greatness, get them to greatness. Because greatness is not an attribute. Greatness is not a trophy. Greatness is not an accomplishment. It's a place. And so I will share later on about when God took me to this place of greatness and what I saw and what he revealed to me um, in the spirit realm and, and what it actually is. And it will blow your mind. So stay tuned. I have lots and lots and lots of, of nuggets and spiritual jewels and gems to share that we all will be blessed and, and flourish according to the plan and the will of God. So in vision, the first 
thing that you have to understand. It's, it's going to be the word of the Lord. Now, I know a lot of people that they don't know how to fulfill their destinies. They don't know how to be great. And that's because they haven't received the word of the Lord or for whatever reason, they're not able to hear it. And then they're not able to see it. And that is a tragedy because you cannot move forward in confidence. The conviction that I spoke of earlier without the encounter from God that says, go ye this way, tarry here till the Holy Spirit comes. You know, that's what that was all about because you need the Holy Spirit to be clear and concise. Now God can deal with you when you do not have the Holy Spirit, but to be the greatness that the Lord is referring to, the spirit of the Lord is going to deliver power and anointing and giftedness that will cause you to do it in the spirit of excellence. There are many things that we can do on our own, but to do it in excellence, the Holy Ghost will have to enable us to fulfill that particular vision. Now in Genesis chapter 15, when Abram was uh, receiving the word of the Lord in a vision, the next thing he said, he said he was gonna give him a son. Abram said, I don't have a son, I don't have an heir. And God said, you see the stars. He said to uh, number them and Abram was like, there's no way I can number them. Now this whole time, Abram is in a spiritual realm. He's being shown these things. He's in a state of vision. He's inside the word. He's being carried away captive in the word by a glory, a glorious encounter in the presence of God. He's being, his vision is being enfold. It's enfolding itself in him. He's seeing the stars, but God is saying, you see the stars, but they really are, um, they're seeds. This is how many seeds you will produce. You can't count them. I can't give you a number because they're innumerable. So he's seeing it. So now he has to interact it. He has to interact it by giving birth to the promise who is Isaac. And so, but God, but then Abram says, now God, how will I know? And now we're going to get into the glory. He said, how will I know that this will be? Now, how will you know that God told you to start to go buy that building? How will you know that God has told you to go and open that particular business? How will I know that God has told me to go and start that school, that ministry? How will I know that God has told me to move overseas to fulfill this particular work? God gives order. Order is the most important power in any life of any believer. No one cares about your vision if there's no order. No one cares about you being great if there's no order. It's impossible to become great without the order of God. So he tells them, he tells them to take three doves, three this, three that. And he, tell, he just tells them to lay there. So God will give you an order. He'll give you a command and it, that will bring the order. Because once you do that thing, once God blesses that particular command, he, de he, he deposits the order to fulfill the mandate to get you the blessing. So making sure that you write the vision is not important until you understand the anointing of apostolic order. That is the first and foremost purpose and principle and power of vision is order, order, order. In Genesis chapter one, no one had, I've never heard anyone teach this, but God was revealing to me um, in a study that I had recently about order. The Bible says in Genesis chapter one, 
you know, God created the heaven and the earth and so on and so forth. So when God was creating the first day, the second day, the third day, that's when he cultivated the glory of order in his creativity. As he was creating the day, as he was creating the land, as he was creating the sea, as he was creating the light, he numbered one day, two day, three day, day four, day five, day six, day seven. So after he's creating greatness, he numbers it. So when he creates greatness in your life, he numbers it to give order. One, two, three, four, five, six. The reason that we're able to multiply and count is because of order. Without order, you cannot multiply. It's impossible. So it makes no sense to have a vision to try to write it down without the apostolic order of God being released upon it. So order is the principal thing. It is the number one power and applicable force that pertains to fulfilling the purpose of your vision to, in order to become great. Uh, the purpose, the principle, the power of having a vision is first released through systematic order. It has, there has to be a system. That's what makes you different from me. That makes her different from him. It's a systematic order placed on your life that only God gives you. It has to be sought out through prayer, meditation, study, fasting, uh, a deep prayer life. This is how you become great. You sanctify yourself. You set yourself apart for a particular purpose. That's why in the Old Testament, they sanctified certain vessels, certain attributes of the temple because it was set apart for greatness, set apart for glory, set apart for the Lord to abide within that thing. So there is a certain glory that you operate therein only after God has shown you the vision, the way. He said he'll send his angels before you to show you the way. Those angels set up order. They will say, go to it. And, and there are so many revelations um, in the Old Testament pertaining to this. He'll tell you to go to Bethel, then to go to Gilgal, then to go to Jordan, then to go to Jericho. He'll set up an order and tell you to go around Jericho six times. He'll set up order and tell you to you know, to do this or to do that. Everyone's is going to be different, but you have to seek the Lord to gain that order. If the order is not established and confirmed, there is no fulfilling of the vision and you will never be great. I mean, it's absolutely impossible. These are the ways of God. And so we want to understand what order he's established. And I have some great teachings that I'm sharing next Monday on the order of God, how you receive it. I mean, they are powerful. I'm talking about order number one, um, being the glorious mandate and glory number two, being the manifestation of that mandate. Glory number three, being the mantle of that mandate when the mantle falls upon you. And glory number four would be writing the vision so that it can grow and so that the people can run and do all the glorious things that I was discussing earlier. So there's so much there that we need to discuss. It's very difficult to do it in 30 minutes, but like I said, we're going to chop it up little by little, piece by piece. Just wanted to give you a little uh, nugget, a little bit of intro um, into what we're looking forward to. We're going to go into the new year powerfully. We're going to go into the new year. We don't have to wait until the new year. We're breaking down barriers in November. We're breaking down barriers in December. We're establishing a foundation of fulfillment 
now. We're not waiting. Now is the time. God said to do it, to do it and make it great, to do it and make it plain, to do greater works than these. And because he's gone unto the Father and released principles that would help us to establish our goings in the name of Jesus. So we don't have to worry about that. We don't have to worry about not living up to our expectations or not having a spirit of excellence or why is this taking so long? If we get into the word and submit to God and his will, we can fulfill everything that our heart desires. And that's another thing. Like David said, he will give you your heart's desires. I want to talk about how that becomes possible. I want to talk about the kingly anointing that was on David that caused the oil to make him to be able to say, Oh Lord, you comfort me in thy greatness. You've caused me to be great. David said, you've caused me to be comfortable in greatness. Thank you, Jesus. And I want to talk about that and break that down, but our time is almost up. We got about another minute and a half left. So share this with someone, lock it in, set your alarm Monday mornings, every Monday, 30 minutes of greatness. And we are going to share what God has in store for your life to break the barriers of normalcy, to break the barriers of insufficiency, to break the back of poverty, to break the back of ancient spirits and generational curses and every stronghold in your life. God has come to set the captive free and he's declared righteousness and that it would exalt a nation. And I'm going to talk about the nation, the nation anointing. Nation is not just a place. It's not just a country. It's not just a group of people, but nation is you. Nation is within every single believer. And I want to talk about how to gain that identity. That's why Abram's name was changed to Abraham. That's why uh, Jacob's name was changed to Israel, because God has a nation in all of us. And it could be a business. It could be a ministry. It could be just growing a family and pouring into them. But we'll talk about that more. Ladies and gentlemen, hope that you gained some type of knowledge and some type of excitement and enthusiasm and inspiration to go get greatness. Thank you. Leave some, um, thank you for joining me, but leave comments. Let me know what you think. Uh, let me know what you would like to talk about. Let me know what you would like me to study. And uh, we're going to go get greatness in Jesus name. You have a blessed day. And I look forward to you guys coming back and sitting with me on next Monday morning. Enjoy your week. Be great.